0: Welcome to More About Officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host, Captain Matt Reid, is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Well, welcome back for another episode of the uh, Candidates Podcast. If you were one of the lucky ones who signed up for a free book last week. Um, you, hopefully you've received it by now, but if you haven't, uh, let us know. There is still room if you want a, a copy of Holy, which was written by Major Stephen Court and Captain Peter Brookshaw. Uh, we do have a couple of copies left over if you want one, so just leave a comment in the face on the Facebook page and we can get it to you. Now, joining us today, we have uh, Majors Sharon and Scott Allen, who are currently the Officer Recruitment Secretaries uh, in New South Wales slash... ACT, Uh is that correct? Each division? So, welcome to you both. Thank you. Now, who are you?
1: Do you really want to (laughs) know? Yes, we
0: do want to know. That's a very
2: deep question, actually. Yes.
0: Mm. Well, we know you from your live up in New South Wales, so we know that part, Um, but who are you?
2: Well,
1: we do live in New South Wales. Um, we actually live in Newcastle, so we want to just make sure that Newcastle gets on the map because it's a great place. Big to shout live. out for all the
0: steelworkers. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. Except
1: there's no steelwork <laughs> no. there anymore. That closed a number of years ago. Oh really? So we just uh, love living near the beach in Newcastle.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. What about you, Scott? What do we need to know about you?
1: Let me tell you what you need to know about (laughs) Scott.
2: That could be dangerous, actually. Well, I do love actually living in Newcastle just because of the beaches and love photography, so getting out and doing um, photography uh, early morning sunrise stuff around the oceans and things. So yeah, so that's uh, that's probably one of the, the good parts of uh, our appointment at the moment. Living where we are, one of the many. Yeah, yes, the many. there are many
1: appointments. <laughs> many yeah.
2: So how, how long
0: have you been officers for? We've been. You 15, are
2: majors, so you are yeah. quite mature. Only, mature, only just. Very mature. <laughs> only just. We're um, fifteen years
0: officers. Uh, okay. Yeah. And what what sort of appointments have you had before your current one?
1: We, um, be, we've we been core officers, so mm-hmm. we've had three core appointments. Um, the first one was at Hurstville Core and we were there for one year. Then we moved a little bit further out of Sydney to the western suburbs to Penrith and we were there for six years. Then we moved to Newcastle and we were core officers for five and a half years there. Then we've had a six-month appointment in DHQ, then they kicked us out. <laughs> um, Realised
0: the error of their ways, <laughs> didn't right, they? They actually closed the whole, <laughs> closed the whole, the whole division down, so yeah. just because we've
1: been there.
0: <laughs> oh, you like the poison chalice. <laughs> Must yeah, have been. Almost. If you touch it, it goes, yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then we've had the past, this is our third year in um, officer recruitment.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, which has been your favourite appointment? Oh, Well, no, they're probably all, they have good things about all of them. Yeah. Any significant appointments?
1: For me personally, I would say that a core appointment has been significant and each of the places that we've been have been very different core to go to. Um, it's the fact of being with people and journeying with people, having a congregation around us that we do life with. So for me personally, being in a core appointment has been
0: yeah.
1: the favourite appointment. And that's been 12 and a half years of our 15 years of being officers.
2: Yeah, what about you, Scott? Yeah, I'd be similar. Like I, I don't think I could say there was one specific appointment that I've loved more than the others because they've, they've each had very unique... Um, cultures about them, um, very specific ministries, depending on what was happening in the community around it as well. Um, so all of them, you you just kind of get there and you you immerse yourself in what's happening, uh, but also immerse yourselves in the lives of the people who you're journeying with too.
0: Because yeah. you you have got kids, two girls, yeah, two yes. daughters, younger yeah. ladies. Um, yeah. And do you reckon ministry is different depending on the age of your kids? Yeah, yeah, it is
1: I think that you... I'm asking
0: will it get better. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. need to know yeah.
1: from you. Yeah. I think that obviously, so we um, went into officership a little bit later in life. So we arrived at the training college in Sydney with... Not a th- that
2: we're old or anything. No, we're no, not no. old. No. Uh, well, that's... Uh, mm, well, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. it's all relative. All relative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we arrived at the training college with a three-year-old and oh. a six-year-old. There we go. And um, the six-year-old started uh, had actually been at school already, so she went into her second year of being at primary school. And our three-year-old had never been um, in preschool or childcare. So that was a challenge for us Mm. ourselves because at that stage I was only working part-time. And then when we've been to Kowa, God just seemed to place young people in that space that were the same ages as our girls. So we just really feel quite blessed that as we moved along, there were people there for the girls. And there are challenges to having family and being officers, being core officers. Um, But the thing that I enjoyed is that the core actually embraced the whole family Mm. as well and loved and cared Mm. for our girls as well. Which is
0: what you said about in a community... Whole people, yeah. yeah, yeah, bit of a village thing. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So we all work in officer recruitment now. We do. three of us, yes. yeah, yeah,
1: Go team. Go yeah. us.
0: Um, what, what what's it about? What's going on? <laughs> what's, it's like people that listen to the podcast, you know, thinking about officership or exploring mm. ministry. Maybe I mean we all probably do it a little bit differently, but similar. What what is what is that process like for you? Journeying alongside someone. Uh, who's exploring ministry?
2: I've I've actually thought about this in, like when we moved out of core work, my passion was core work because I love just um, journeying with people. And when we moved into the officer recruitment role, um, for me at the beginning, it was actually quite difficult to to get my head around. Uh, And um, it almost seemed for a period of time I'd moved into what was an admin role. But I had to change my thinking about all of that because I needed to realize that this wasn't just looking at paperwork and put, looking at applications and things like that. It was actually journeying with people who are wanting to discover uh, God's, God's real call on their life, mm. um, that, that whole sense of this is what God wants for my life. And I realized that I wanted or I needed to be journeying with people who wanted to get into a space that I love doing myself, which was being a core officer or being an officer and journeying with people, doing life with people. So I needed to come to that that perspective change of saying, what I'm doing is walking along people who want to discover, uh, is this really what God is calling me to? uh, And how do I actually get into that? Mm -hmm. So that was a, a good perspective change for me, just to to make sure that I'm not just doing a role that I'm not really satisfied in. I'm yeah. actually helping others to discover that, that whole purpose for their life as well.
0: Yeah, it's probably helpful to note that for some people that journey is a longer journey. You sort of mm-hmm. travel yeah, with people yeah. for a number of years and others it's quite uh, brief. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. What about you, Sharon? You you're a journeyer, you know, like a...
1: Yeah, I love to be around people and to share life with people. So very similar to Scott in the aspect of I felt a little bit lost at the beginning because How long we, did that last for? <laughs> well, Are you a still little while. Like I don't know. I don't don't
0: make it no. personal. I'm no, just okay. asking. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just asking for a friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: for, well, you can tell your friend that it might take a little bit of time just to feel like they're not lost okay. or grieving yes. what they have left. All right. um, I'll pass
0: it on to her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right.
1: <laughs> I hope he, oh, she, sorry, is okay with that. Um, yeah, so just journeying alongside people and helping them to develop. Scott said it in the fact that we have the privilege of being with people who have a desire to serve God more in some aspect. So, whether it is officership or uh, whether it's them stepping up into ministry into their core. So, we have a great privilege again to help develop people um, and to, yep, journey alongside people and to walk with them and to see potential in people. I think that's probably uh, the key thing for me is looking at people and seeing potential in that person, that God Mm. is going to use that person. I don't know exactly how God is going to use them. It appears that it's through officership, but that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And helping people to actually reach that potential, because as core officers, that's what we were doing. Every day of the week, in whatever setting we were with people, we were seeing the potential that God has placed in people and helping them to realise that potential in themselves. So that's the aspect that I love. I love that we have people around us. They may not necessarily be around us every day of the week, but we have this group of people that are like a family that we are allowed Mm. to take care of.
0: Mm -hmm. So over the last 15 months, the the process has changed Mm -hmm. for, for us. So I was working in this territory, you guys were working in the other territory and I remember the second day. I think I might remember the first day. I rang you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I said to um, I said to Michelle, who was doing some admin at the time. I said, "Who's the people in Sydney?" She goes, "Oh, uh, Scott and Sharon Allen." And I got your number and I rang you. you, And I don't know if you remember the phone call. I said oh, Scott. It's it's Matt from Melbourne and. I don't really have a clue what I'm doing, you know. He goes, "Oh, that's good. Welcome aboard." You know, because
1: yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> we had so much experience. Right. We'd only been in the role for one but, year. But, but Twelve
0: months. It's true. But on but you. since then, like a mm. lot of stuff's changed. You know, we, we've we've yeah. we've become a national team and yeah. and working really closely together. Mm. But like at a, at a real practical level, you know, stuff stuff has changed. You know, we in terms of how people get to off uh, get to to college if that's their desire or. Exile left tenancy and there's so more, so many more streams mm. of stuff now. What what has changed for? I, I guess what's my question? I'm asking. Um, we we do want to streamline. We do want to make it more accessible if people want to pursue that. But we don't. What the things we don't compromise is that, uh, this idea of calling that God calls people, um, and that there are certain things that we need to be able to do. Uh, to Certain capacities. Capacities, capacities. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. What, what, what are those things? I think probably the the greatest thing is um, really recognising that uh, the role of an officer and whatever setting that may be in is one of leadership. Yeah. Um, so we we want to be able to see that the people coming in are really leaders in their own core to start off with or in their own setting um, for... I believe for the army to have strong leadership in the future uh, from an officer level, we need good core leaders to start off with. And then, you know, I suppose that's all about core actually, encouraging and developing leadership within their own setting and then releasing people into that uh, leadership responsibility as officers.
0: Mm. Yeah. How about you, Sharon?
1: I believe that it is about leadership It's also about people who have a heart for God, who um, their spiritual formation, their development is a key aspect to officership Um, because really at the grassroots of an officer, you're dealing with other people and helping them to find God. So I need to make sure for myself personally that my relationship with God is good Mm. and that people who are exploring officership need to also see that that's an important part of their development towards officership. We have a privilege of sharing the gospel with people in a whole lot of different ways in the Salvation Army. We have the privilege of leading people to Jesus to discover freedom, to discover life, abundant life. Um, So a key part will be the spiritual development that has taken place in somebody and will continue to take place Mm. in a person. I think also about having a real teachable heart um, that we come in recognizing that God is calling us into leadership, into officership, into ministry. Um, But I don't know it all yet, and that's okay. And it's about being responsive to what God is going to do in my life through other people, through situations, through training, through appointments, that I never kind of get to a spot where I've arrived.
2: Yeah. Actually know all. (laughs) I I remember just recently talking to another officer who – As we were just discussing the development of somebody who was um, exploring officership, um, this guy said, you know, that that whole development in the the lead up to or part of that application process is actually very important. But we need to recognize that uh, as officers, we still need to continue that development plan ourselves. Mm. We can never get to a point of saying, I've actually made it. Uh, I need to be continually developing and looking at how can I uh, continually upskill? Mm. You know, what can I do to develop my, my learning, my gifts, my abilities? Uh, and that, that's not just on a practical level. That's the spiritual aspect as well. Um, you know, the whole, the whole spiritual life of, of an officer is just so important that uh, we need to be continually working and developing that.
0: Do you, reckon, do you reckon as an officer, though, you go through seasons where you learn more, or mm, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just when you said that, it kind of resonated with me. That oh, I think sometimes I've gone through really kind of fruitful seasons, and mm, then sometimes mm. I don't think I necessarily go backwards, although I may. Um,
2: And and it depends depends what presents itself. There'll be things that really stretch you uh, to your your absolute capacity. Yes. And, And they're the things that you, you know, they are that development aspect of who you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think for me that something I noticed is when we were in a core setting, the the whole being around people and them asking spiritual questions and Mm. teaching people whether it's Bible study or whether it's through preparation of Sunday gatherings or whatever other gatherings we might have had during the week. Um, For me personally, they were times where I just had to make sure that I wasn't just... um, learning and reading God's word simply to prepare myself for someone else, (laughs) um, but allowing it to actually transform my life as well. So for me personally, uh, being out of a core setting, that aspect takes a little bit more work mm. now because it's not my everyday of being in being in the word for preparation. Sundays for coming, something. yeah, yeah, yes. Bible studies coming. So I can see what you're saying, Matt. In the in the space where it seems like their your spiritual life may be more fruitful yeah. or more.
0: Or even your own development. Hmm. Yeah, you sort of At think oh, I'm, learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, and
1: yeah. then yeah. actually now. And I'm there's not. different ways, yeah, different ways of learning. It's not just simply about oh, I need to be studying to yeah. be learning. It's about being open to God. What are you teaching me? Mm. How are you teaching me that? And am I receiving it? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, even education, like education's a part of the college, you know, yeah. like school for officer training and. It is a part of, it, but it's not the only part of it, mm. and it's—I I, I don't want to say it's not the most important part of it, but it has to be, kind of in equal measure, the the practical stuff mm. of who you are, your personality, yeah. and and you see that in in every officer, the they their personality always comes through. Yes. Um, yeah, but education—that's a—that's a—that's a thing that some people balk at too, mm. which I understand because mm. I I do as well. So.
1: And I think that for some people, it's sorry, because a guy I know does. <laughs> oh, <that's> right. no. <laughs> make sure you tell your friend that <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: he will survive. Um, I think that many for many people, they come into officership and they perhaps haven't studied for a little while, so mm. they possibly do balk at, or can I actually go back and do that yeah. side of of study of developing myself. Well,
0: what did you guys do before you went to college?
1: So, I was a school teacher, so I should be promoting uh, studying. That's, right. education. Education, yeah. that's right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I am, definitely. Um, yeah, so I was a school teacher for quite a few years before going to college, primary school teaching.
0: So, you oh. did study?
1: I did study after school in those days, which makes it sound like it was a long time <laughs> ago um, in Sydney. The teaching element was done often at a Sydney, uh, at a college of advanced education. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were moving into going to universities in the year after. So I didn't actually go to university, oh, okay. but I did tertiary. Just take your
0: own blackboard, so you could take yeah. notes and yes. stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not
1: blackboard.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> a, a bit advanced. Yeah.
0: What about you? What were you doing, Scott?
2: Uh, I did uh, about, I think it was about seven years as a youth pastor before I uh, before oh. we went to college. Oh well, Cool. We're at Dulwich Hill, so yeah. So in I did, Sydney? Yeah, in Sydney. So I did that for, for seven years. Before that, I um, I worked at the bank, which was, you know, it, it was good, but it was kind of hair pulling stuff. And if you really? know me. Look <laughs> at your head. I know, yeah. <laughs> you see, that's yeah. true. Eyebrow so, pulling. They used stuff. to continually tell me, stop chatting to the customers and do your work. So uh, that's where I realised I wasn't made for you know business and stuff like that. So
0: So did you do study? Did You have to do study for that out of the bank. Yeah. Did you? No.
2: no. No, Just. Yeah. Just they'd show you what to do and you do it. Little calculator. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Money. As long as you can count to (laughs) ten. That's
0: right. Okay. Well, I mean, there are lots of different ways now for people to enter into ministry. They, I mean, Uh, obviously be good at your you know at your core and Mm, um, mm. serve the local community and get involved in. Mission and but if people, you know, think oh I'm a tradie or I've done this or which which I am that's how I came to ministry. uh, There's lots of pathways, Mm. and I know that there's work being done, and we probably shouldn't talk about it, but there are work you know stuff being done to kind of release these new uh, training modes, which take into account that everybody is different, Mm. Mm. but yet God calls
2: everybody. Yeah, I do. I do remember that um, like my my call. Uh, if you want to talk about it like that, was as a probably 13 or 14-year-old boy uh, and remembering very specifically that um, this is what God wanted for me in my future, to be an officer. And I, I spoke that to a couple of people. Uh, when Sharon and I met, we spoke to each other about that and Sharon had a similar call, uh, that that whole notion of, you know, I believe that God wants me to be an officer. So we actually went through that that journey ourselves. Now, I I did seven years as a youth pastor. Um, Some of me or part of me at that stage went into that role because in the back of my mind, I knew God wants me to be an officer. This is a way of doing ministry, full-time ministry, without actually doing that. Um, And that that was a really fulfilling time for me, but just in the back of my head the whole time, I just sat there knowing you're doing ministry uh, but this isn't really what I what I want you to do. Uh, so it just sat there all the time, and it wasn't until a number of years later that, you know, for both of us at the same time, was a very specific.
0: So did uh, it fester away? Did you know, like you were um, teaching and you were banking? I don't did yeah. think it fester that fester away, or did it just festered. like?
1: Festered. I think that we just knew. Wasn't off the that back
0: of Congress or something like that, was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we, no, I, we just
1: knew that we were called for officership, as Scott said, when we were teenagers. We didn't know each other then. Um, But doing the things that I was doing, I'll speak for myself, it wasn't that I was saying no to God. It was just that at that time this was the season for me to be a teacher and to eventually be a mum. And we kind of had never said when we would go to college. People knew that that was going to be what we would apply for and as Scott said, it was a very distinct moment where we both felt and heard God say, you need to go next year and we weren't actually sitting together we were at it an event. It was a Congress event. It was so. a Congress event. <laughs> it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yes. You nailed it. So yeah. watch out all those people <laughs> who go to Congress now. Um, but it was at that time where God actually said now is the time. So the first step for us was he called us and said, "I want you to be Salvation Army officers. So that was the first part of our response. Mm. okay, we've heard that. we're young In-
2: individually.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're young. how do we how do we do that? And we just expressed that to people. Then as Scott said, when we met, we had to have that conversation because um, for us it was important that the other person was on the same page, but we didn't we didn't know when. It was just a time where, um, after a congress event, we went back home, and said to Scott, well, "I said to Scott, I need to talk to you about something," and vice versa. And, and within twelve months, we'd applied, and we we're at the training college.
2: There was, there was this very definite thing for me, though, that. Um And Sharon wasn't at this event. I was there on my own. It was a Saturday night. And it was actually John Gowans uh, speaking. And I cannot remember anything else that he said on that night except for this one thing. I don't know. I think this mic will be okay. (laughs) But he said, Salvation Army, don't procrastinate. Don't put off doing that thing you know God wants you to do. And for me it was... Okay, that's very definite. That's very pointed toward me because I, I can be a procrastinator really? with some things. Yeah.
1: Never knew that.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> for for me that was just very pointed. Uh, and then it all culminates in the the next day um, for both Sharon and myself, very specific things on yeah. that day. So, yeah. How many
0: people do you reckon are officers because of John Gowns? Ooh, uh, yeah. He could fire up a crowd, couldn't he? He could,
2: yeah. yeah. He was good. He's got mm. some
1: great stuff to to listen to, if you can locate stuff on YouTube and just his thoughts. He was certainly a man ahead of his time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's very rare you get someone who's two generations ahead of themselves, you know. Mm. That's right.
1: He he was a great influencer um, and God used him obviously to speak to Scott Mm. and then have no idea who or what said whatever on the Sunday that the message got through to both of us, now is the time. Mm. So I think what I want to say in that in encouraging people is that for some people it may be now is the time straight away as soon as I've heard the call and off I go. And for others it may be um, it's, a, it's down the track. But in the meantime, how do we prepare ourselves mm. for down the track? Yeah. What does it look like? And it, you know, for Scott, it was youth ministry. For me, it was teaching. It wasn't necessarily both ministry experiences. It was just doing what we were doing, doing it well, and engaging in our local call when we. Because there's still
0: stuff you can do, yeah, isn't it? There? There's still things you can learn yeah, and yeah. apply. yourself. Yeah. And my thing is like you—you you kind of point in that direction. If that's the thing, if that's where you think God's leading you, yeah. then you—you you kind of adjust your life and. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how fast this train's going and I don't know when it'll stop or yeah. even when it'll start, but I know that at least I'm facing yeah. facing the right way. Mm. What would you say to people in New South Wales slash ACT, you know, that you're available um, to chat to them and any encouragement? Do you want to do your John Gowan's voice again? Or you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wasn't expecting oh, that.
2: No, you weren't. <laughs> you
1: there go. we go. We surprised <laughs> Did
2: you think it was John Gal? I, I shut my eyes and <laughs> I thought it is his here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's back. That's all right. We'll do a little little section with an, a Matt impersonation okay. later on. So. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. To encourage people in New South Wales, we we've begun to have conversations with people around the division, um, and we don't know everybody out there and and what space or or thinking or what. God has said to them, so we would love them to also make contact mm. with us because we don't want to just think that we've got everybody yeah. covered. So, well, what's
0: the best way to do that?
1: A best way would be to email us. Um, everyone has the same Salvation Army email address in the the world, so we've probably just yeah. given away <laughs> <the> <laughs> secret just, squirrel stuff.
2: Even just chatting to your core officer to yeah, start off with—that's true. And from there, you know, yeah. it's about putting. Start the conversation. Yeah. And thats I think that's the initial part. It's actually about a conversation to start with. Um, It's one thing to have stuff inside where you just, you know, it rolls around in your head over and over and what do I do with it? Uh, It needs to get to a point where you put it out to to somebody and you speak it uh, and you've then got somebody who I suppose keeps you accountable uh, and takes you on that journey too.
1: Or helps Mm. you to discover. So we'd love to catch up with people around New South Wales, ACT. Great. It's a big division, um, but we'd love to catch up and We're mobile. have coffee or have a meal. Mm.
0: We're mobile. We yeah. drink coffee. That's it. <laughs> 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 uh, That's anything right. we've missed? Anything in our preparations as we planned to have this conversation today that we may have missed? No. I don't think so. Okay. That says a lot about our
2: preparation.
0: It (laughs) (laughs) says a lot about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks very much, guys. It's been good to chat to you. If you've got any questions, you can leave them on the Facebook page or you can contact uh, Scott and Sharon directly. But like Scott said, talk to your core officer and um, get the conversation started. We'd love to hear more from you. Uh, Thanks very much, and we look forward to catching up with you next time. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local Corps Officer or Candidate Secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?